Welcome to Critical Drinking. I'm Kevin Regan. I'm Tyler Kosowski. And this is the podcast where we drink beer, we watch movies, and we talk about them. Mm-hmm. This is uh, episode 54. May I start off by apologizing for last episode? You may. Uh, I gave quite a bit of blood, and I drank quite a bit of beer, and... Um, I haven't listened to the entire podcast yet, but I assume most of what I said made absolutely no sense. It made sense, but it was... Uh, Just random thoughts, maybe? Well, there were some random thoughts. I, I thought you were, you know, coherent and everything, but it was just, you were quiet and, you know... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. First I, time I was quiet. I agree. That, know, movie's, I that movie sucked, too. <laughs> Can I nap yet? That's the vibe I was getting. I got... Was the, is this thing over? It's been almost an hour. I got pretty pretty drunk. By the way... That was one of the shortest episodes in the history of Critical Drinking. Oh, really? 54 minutes and 54 seconds post-production. Wow. It's impressive. That's mm, Now I feel kind of weird. Yeah, it mm, wasn't good. It's not good. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this episode we're going to be watching The Lady Vanishes, which is an old 1936 Hitchcock movie. Basically the last movie he made in England before he made the Across the Pond Jumped to Hollywood and, you know, was obviously a big directorial success there. But um, we're watching that because we want to do top five psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. This was the idea Tyler had come up with. He's like, ooh, you know what? We should do psychological thrillers. I just watched The Game. The Game, which turns out to be <coughs> not yeah, you, my top five psychological yeah, thrillers. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that movie <laughs> in the What We Watch section because yeah. I know we both watched it. But, um, but yeah, definitely going to be, you know, this is one of the more... I don't know. These top, this top five is I, I feel like has a lot more potential for good banter. Uh, agreed. Because it's like top five rescue movies. That might have been an un, that might have been a disservice to you on your debut episode because eh, it's not really that good of a top five. I apologize to you for that. But there are good movies. No, like, there were. Yeah. So I felt like there should have been more at least, but I didn't really know what to say because I was drunk. But drunky <laughs> McWastedstein over here was <laughs> off in in his rocker. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were definitely in, in your rocker. Mm-hmm. He's in a rocking chair, everyone. Mm-hmm. You get that. That's that's a that's a joke made for television. Yes. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, I guess basically, the lady vanishes. Top five psychological thrillers. Um, we didn't, you know, this being our second episode out of the gate, we didn't have a poll question last time. We didn't have any. Um, you know, any challenge or anything like that? Well, we did have a challenge. It was to stay alive. We both succeeded. Congratulations to you, sir, on well that. Well played. Yes. Well played. That was good. Yes. Um, but, you know, once we go on, we're kind of keeping these basic, and once we go on, we may be able to to bring it out a little bit more. But uh, for this episode, uh, no poll question, unless we throw one in the middle of the episode. Sure. Um, we don't have any results, but we do have some uh, have some feedback on Facebook. Um, last week posted... You know, Facebook post that said next week's episode, The Lady Vanishes, top five psychological thrillers. It's a pretty broad category with a lot of options, but if you had to pick five, which would be on your list of top five psychological thrillers? Guess how many people picked five psychological thrillers? That's zero people. However, it was great to see Andy back. Andy, top of the list, immediately commented, Dumbo. Great movie. He said Dumbo. <laughs> Number one psychological thriller. I submit... That might be one of the scariest psychological thrillers ever. <laughs> that's that's borderline horror, Andy. It is. Um, and then Matt Sanford said Memento. Mm-hmm. 
And that is one that I imagine will come up on the list. It's just one of those, like, when, when you think of the category psychological thriller, you think Memento. Yeah. Because it just fits the bill so well. Um, but, yeah, you know, we definitely appreciate all the Facebook chatter. Uh, I know it's been a while since you've had a reason to go over to that Facebook page. But hit it up again. Um, share your thoughts and, and we'll, you know, share them on the episodes. Um, but I don't know. Any, any housekeeping to do? Any news? Tyler, any any fun facts about you? No, uh, no, nothing. Fun facts? I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm know. Pretty I'm... boring person. Mm, nothing yeah. ever happens in my life. Watch several movies this week, but mm-hmm. I'll, uh, we'll we can discuss those later. Yeah, we'll discuss I'm those later. I'm pretty sure you watched several as well. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Um, so any, I, guess... I don't have any clue what this movie's about. I've never really. It's kind. Of, I mean, like, in all like, honesty, it's it's all in the title. She's some lady vanishes. I'm yeah, assuming. yeah, that's you're you're one hundred percent correct. Mm. Um, but it's you know it's Hitchcock 39. psychological thriller. He he pretty much I think thirty six. Thirty six. It was old. That's old. It's old. So what? Uh, <coughs> Vertigo was fifty eight, something like that. Yeah, and that that's was crazy. One of the, yeah, no. I, I I I might be wrong on thirty six, but I I want to say thirty six might be forty six. Uh, we'll do our fact checking later, and by later I mean never. So uh, I guess without further ado, how many beers do you think you're going to drink? Came out of the gate last week, said eight, and we've already established how that went. Yeah, I did some pre-drinking as well, so that That's was true. in there. That's um, true. I'm going to go light. I'm going to say between six and seven. I haven't had any. I've had one Mick Ultra. That's start, not so. that light. How long is the movie? I don't know. We'll do our fact checking later. I feel I'm like I've say, got a Red Bull next to me. I think six is good. I'm going to say. Maybe no six is lofty is what I'm saying. That's a really it's an aggressive goal for like. What do you guys usually do? Eighty-eight minute movie. I don't know. All I, I would hear, say. All I hear. I would say four or five for this movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're welcome to say six or seven. It's your it's your gullet that you're dropping these beers. Yeah, into. I don't I don't want to. <clears throat> You know, put on the same performance as last week, but I, I feel like six. Okay. Last week I did, probably did. <laughs> you did eight. Eleven total. Well, yeah. yeah. You did eight during the movie, yeah. which was maybe ninety minutes, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think I think Saving Silverman was actually pushing the two minute mark, oddly enough, or two hour mark. I said two minute mark. Really? Two hour mark. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I feel like it was. Okay. But still, eight eight within a two hour span, a one hour and a half span, regardless. It's a lot of beers. Yeah. A lot of beers. I'll say, I think I could do six and still be fairly coherent. All right, so six works. I'm going to say six. Six works, then I'll say five. Okay. So uh, there you have it. Uh, we're going to go watch The Lady Vanishes, and we'll be back uh, to tell you how it was and tell you how Tyler performed when he drinks nine beers during this movie. Well, we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you after the break. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Drinking. We just watched The Lady Vanishes, the 1938 Hitchcock movie. We did a little bit of fact-checking in there, which I said we'd never do, but we did. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and just get into review, discussion, whatever we want to call it, about The Lady Vanishes. What was the point? So it starts out basically where 
the premise, you're, you're kind of opened up into a train station and the train has been canceled. And everyone has to stay in the hotel until the next one. It opens up in a hotel, which makes no sense. And the train was canceled. It was it was a hotel, wasn't it? I thought it was like the train station with a hotel in it. <laughs> okay. Regardless. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I hotel. Yeah. And uh, so these people all stay there. And there's like a dynamic. There's, I don't know, about 20, 30 minutes of hotel dynamic. Where you're getting to know these people throughout... You know, the dynamic of the hotel, and then they all catch the train the next morning, or whenever the next train comes. Mm. They all catch the train, and then the psychological thrilling takes place. <laughs> and then it becomes like a shootout at the end. Yeah. It turned into heat. It was heat. It was heat on a train. It was 1938 heat. Heat. Heat takes a lot of... Heat heat needs to take a needs to pay it paid its dues uh, by by you know I don't know watching the lady vanishes I don't know. Uh, I don't know so it was it was interesting because it was you know I got I got a couple of just initial notes um, the first being that it was actually kind of fun watching kind of Hitchcock pull off these effects without special effects without CGI. Yeah. Some there's a lot of a lot of cool movie making, you know, I, I don't know, just movie making in general. There's a lot of, you know, kind of fun things to notice and say, you know, you obviously tell the opening scene is a model. They're like hovering over a model. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, George Lucas with Star Wars. Yeah. But like a model, you know, thing so they could kind of take the helicopter type look Which, over yeah. it. Which is cool. That is kind of. Cool, I mean, that, that that thing is, you know, that's that's. I'm I'm not sure of the history of that type of shot, but I know that Hitchcock was kind of a pioneer of a lot of different like types of camera work, and that might have been one of them. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Um, just a little history, you know, 1938 is a British movie because Hitchcock's British and started out his illustrious career simply doing just British cinema. And when this came out, it became the highest-grossing film of all time for i believe just british cinema but you know i don't know what like the the calculation system or ranking system was but mm. basically it was the most successful movie that had ever come out in that time and so it kind of launched him to kind of take that leap into hollywood and move to hollywood and become a u.s citizen and all that kind of stuff when so did citizen can come out uh that i don't know i can find out for you but <laughs> not sure um so, but yeah, I mean, it, it was cool kind of seeing the old school movie making. The The movie making was cool. The storytelling was the interesting part. It's rough. It was weird. Like, I feel like there was, there was, there, there were storylines, but they, they diverted, like they took left turns. Like the whole story took left turns, like tw two or three times throughout this entire movie. At least. Like it, nothing, it wasn't linear. Like it yeah. wasn't a normal story. It was... Let's throw a bunch of shit together, and that's what it kind of felt like to me. Just, hey, you think it's this, uh, I don't even know what to say. It just kind of felt thrown together, and kind of at the end, you you still don't understand really what happened and why it happened. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no conclusion in the movie. You don't know why any of what happened happened. Right. Like, the old, uh, It ended really abruptly. Kind of like with you're asked, you, you're left with questions that are unanswered, but 
you got a few laughs out of the movie, so you feel kind of satisfied. Yeah, I think there was a lot. Of, <laughs> there was actually a lot of unique humor. It was pretty cool. Bridge. Yeah, yeah, because it was subtle, you know, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, it, it wasn't meant to to steal the scene, but it was just meant to be that subtle kind of comic relief. Well, that's what those two guys were. The, yeah, Scarface and his friend were the comedic dude, relief. Dude, there was this guy with a scar on his face that just popped out immediately. It was like, whoa, where the fuck did that scar come from? You think from? it's a dimple at first, and then you realize that he got knifed in the face at, at some, some point, point in his life. At some point in his life, he did. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, like that Irish actor that got uh, the happy face cuts. What's his name? The happy face cuts. Well, Italian? Got... Huh? Wait, happy face. Oh, no, that I... guy. Yeah. Modern yeah. actor? Yeah. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> I think he got... Um, Chelsea Grint, which is uh, really? you, you get a credit card in your mouth and you get punched and it cuts you. Nice. But um, solid. You got cut or something. One or the other. But, solid. Yeah. Um, a couple yeah. other things is that uh, Michael Redgrave, who's like the lead male, you know, the male lead in this movie, has a doppelganger out there. I cannot fucking put my finger on it though. Everybody did in that movie. They. Everybody. Some of them had were each somebody, other. Yeah. Some of them were each other. Um. Risque movie though, nineteen thirty eight. The lead actress, yeah, hot showed as hell. a lot of skin too. Yeah, showed a lot of skin for nineteen thirty eight. By the way, Citizen Kane, forty one. Really? So three three oh, years okay. after this. So it was like the yeah. This was the first movie ever made. Basically. Yeah. Um. Uh. So one of the funny, you know, speaking of the the Scarface guy, the, the comic relief. Um. It's the guy. He goes at the end of the movie. They're they're in this disconnected train. And there's these people waiting outside for him, and you know half half it's it's kind of like the you know who done it type storyline at that point. And so then this people come into the train, you know, or come into like the the car with the rest of the the passengers on it, and say, hey, there's these people trying to abduct this woman and kill her. You'll have to take our word for us, but they're waiting out there. Don't go out there because they're going to try and kill us. And then this guy goes, nah, you're full of shit. I'm going to go out there and and ask, you know just say what's up. <laughs> And so he goes out and he, he stands at the door and this guy shoots him. <laughs> and so he he walks back into the train, totally nonchalant, walks in, looks at his hand, goes, I, I think it was something like, it appears you were right. <laughs> yes. He's just got a bullet and blood all over his hand. Like he, they shot him through the hand. He's like, yeah, it appears you were right. I guess they are trying to kill us. Hey, check out this bullet, man. Oh, check, man. I'll wrap this up real quick. Uh, <laughs> suck at that yeah, it was the, good. that's Tyler. No, 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 it's not sucking. That's hilarious. Yeah, the woman that got shot too. She said I couldn't quite make it out, but I think she said it's okay. It's only my leg. Yeah, something like that. Where she was just like ah, ah, oh, whatever. It's my leg. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I thought that was like smart comic relief. It was. It was funny, and yeah. it's not modern day. Hey, I got shot. I'm gonna overact it. Right. It was. Hey, I got shot. I'm gonna underact it. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, you guys just heard Tyler G. He had some input at the beginning of the movie. He goes, look at that chick in the back. She's a bitch. You can smell <laughs> it from a mile away. She was Just look at that mug. He was totally right. She, was she turned totally out to a be bitch. a huge bitch. Huge bitch. That's quality commentary, guys, though. It's quality commentary. That's what we're dealing with when we watch these movies here. Well, what was the other thing you said? <coughs> what about, uh, you, you had an analogy of, like, what you would, what would you rather watch instead of this movie? What was it? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
There we go. This no, it's here. Yeah, Very I, offensive. Yeah, I think what I said was this movie was so shitty. Or if I were to watch a shittier movie, it would be a ninety-minute still of a horse's ass. <laughs> Something like that. He was yeah. not a giant to, fan to that extent. Not a giant fan. Hey, old English lady, love her. Yeah, seriously. Else, yeah. Could have done a little bit better. He was yeah, a huge uh, fan of the actual lady that vanished. The vanishing lady, He yes. was a huge fan. If she, she had not vanished, and she had been in the movie a little bit more... You, you would have <laughs> liked it a little bit better? <laughs> Probably would have liked it a little better. Oh, she did nice. make it to the end. That was the first thing you said. She better make it to the end. Yeah, they and better not kill the off end. the best character. Yeah, she made it all the way through. I should she be did. rephrased. She should have been in... Or the middle. That's true. <laughs> that should have been. been more in the middle. There you go. All right. Um, what else you got? On the movie? Yeah. Not, it, it was kind of boring, really. Yeah. I've Citizen Kane. I, I's. Well, that's. I, I'm not. No, I'm just saying that's boring. That was light too. years ahead of its time. No, though. it wasn't. Yeah. I'm gonna it was. watch it tomorrow and be like, that movie is really boring. The, For 1941, though. Come yeah. on. Yeah. The human. It's really the good. Humor. The humor, I the, laughed quite a bit the, the in this movie. The humor was pretty cutting edge. Yeah, it was good. In this or Citizen Kane? This? Why do you keep on bringing up Citizen Kane? I don't know why. Because I'm thinking like old movies and being boring. But and it's a con- this movie was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it this was wasn't, good. It was psychological for its time, I guess. Psychological thriller for its time. Yeah. But it was more of a comedy for me. Um, So we know Enjoyable G's comedy. perspective. But Tyler, let's get a... Uh, Rating, one out of ten, or one I mean, not one out of ten, but one, one to ten. Ten. Actually, I guess zero is in in play as well, so zero to ten. It, I'd give it a six. It was funny. It wasn't what I was expecting, completely out of Hitchcock, but mm-hmm. I'd give it. It was watchable. It was a six. I'll give it the same rating because I thought that in its in its context, it was actually I had a good time watching it. We would have traveled back in time. That would have blown our minds. I yeah, think. no, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Dude, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it. You know, I. I guess I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the movies of that time, but it. You know, it earned. Obviously, it earned the most money of any movie before it. But you got to think back. Okay, this is when movies. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah, but I'm I mean the history. But this is when speaking like movies with, talkies. like music and. Talkies, yes, we're talking movies, speaking movies. First came out, this would have blown your fucking mind. Yeah. Like that would have been like the craziest thing ever. When when was this in Hitchcock's sequence? Like when was this in his sequence of movies? Was it first, second? How it how was, many along was, it was he when he came out with this? He was a few along. Uh, he had made British movies for a while, and thirty eight he made this, and this was kind of his like. Is crown jewel of British films, and then he came to Hollywood and made all his and, Hollywood movies. And now we see great British films. All I'm saying is, with what he had to work with, pretty damn good. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Considering it in context, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. The humor factor did really well. Yep. The effects. Where were we saying? Hey, it's the moving train. Yeah. But yeah, that was yeah. that was a cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It yeah. was 38. Yeah, no, that, that was, was good. Cool. You well, pointed it out. Like, when they were in the train sitting at, like, eating or having their tea. You're one like, of the train cars, Okay, yeah. it's slow in the background, fast in the foreground, right in the middle, it's going semi-fast. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was like the... For, the, for what they had, that was yeah. awesome yeah. shit. 
It was it was good depth. Uh, I don't know what you, I guess you call it, but good you know yeah. depth of field effects. I guess. And I kind of want to know how they did it. Yeah, I know if they just had three people, one of them running by with a sheet, <laughs> one of them kind of walking, and then one just slowly dragging yeah. one of them. Or was it a projector <laughs> yeah. that they had something, they'd already filmed it, projector right. in a white screen or something It looked like right. very much like a projector. That's what like I thought it was. Like, it was like a perfectly cut box where, where, where it yeah. showcased. Right. So I mean, the other one, there was one that you could tell it was like a screen, though, and it was all grainy. It was, I like pointed that out. Yeah, I was like, you it's grainy, it looked like a projector, just yeah. kind of choppy. So that was yeah. interesting. Um, but all right, yeah, I guess we give you know two sixes on the board. It's worth Sweet. watching if if yeah. for anything to for a couple of laughs. Like if, the comedy if, is good. If you are into like older movies, appreciate older movies. It's yeah. definitely one you want to see. If you if you're into Hitchcock, if you don't like older movies, this is just going to be another one you don't like. Yeah, like Kirsten doesn't like old movies. Just they bore her. This would extremely bore her. Yeah, and for some reason during half of the movie, I couldn't understand what anyone said. No, you couldn't. I don't know why. You commented many times, what? What, what did <laughs> you they say? To translate. What did they and say? They yeah, speaking, I felt like I was a British translator. They were speaking English. Yeah, that's English, Tyler. Yeah, I don't know if I it's, don't know if you know this. This is English they're speaking. <laughs> the, the, it's the, uh, the Queen's English. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah. Cool. Um, if anyone can uh, figure out Michael Redgrad's doppelganger, though, you give me a holler. Um, but let's move into a little what we watched this week. Yeah, give me uh, give me what you watched. Uh, Elite Squad Two. Elite Squad Two. I told you about this. Yes, it's, uh, the Portuguese basically SWAT team. Uh, it's really it's kind of just an action movie based in Brazil, Rio. Nice. Um, if you know anything about Rio, there's like favelas and it's all like mm-hmm. drug territory and that sort of stuff. So that's really what it is. They just go in and. Kill drug dealers for fun and whatnot. Sweet. And there's some sort of like twists and like the government gets into it and like the the drug dealers give the government money, so it's just basically this elite squad against the government and the drug dealers. It is a Portuguese dope movie. And I always thought I think it's the same director that did City of God yeah. and ah. City of Men. So they're really great movies. I own the first one. I'll let you borrow it. But the second one so is got on. on it, brother. Second one is on Netflix. You can watch it on its own without seeing the first. They they're like separate movies. So check it out if. Uh, I definitely own City of God. I love that movie. You got a chance. I've got City of Men and I've got Trupa uh, Trupa de Elite. It's the Elite Squad. The Sweet. There you go. Um, what else? What else did I watch? Exit through the back door, or is that what it's Exit called? Exit through the gift shop. The gift shop. <laughs> Eh, that's, that's my favorite that's movie ever. You're talking about the first one. The first one, exit through the back door. That's poop. Yeah, I watched that hungover on Saturday morning, maybe Sunday morning. It's a documentary about. You watched it too. Yeah, you? it's. it's ba- I didn't watch it this week. Yeah, but it's basically the documentary about street art. Street art. It's like stencil art, spray paint. Um, it's not just that though, because what's the Banksy or Banks? Banksy. Banksy. Yeah. Banksy. Uh, <laughs> he does some cool stuff. Like he, there's some stuff around here you can see, mm-hmm. um, all over the world. And he did a, the one cool piece that stood out to me was the um, telephone booth. He like chopped up and like mm-hmm. welded back together. Yeah, like. But the movie took a turn where I didn't think it was going to. The the filmmaker, this French guy that, and it's a documentary, so I don't know if it can take turns. But this French fucking asshole. Uh, he films these guys. That's great. That's what you want to see through the entire movie of these street artists, actual artists. Movie turns and uh, 
Banksy tells this guy to start making his own art because the movie he actually made sucked ass. Yeah. Like it was the worst movie ever filmed and no one wanted to watch it. So he turns to him and says, okay, go start being an artist elsewhere. Basically, like don't ever make another movie. And what the guy does is takes that literally and starts to copy all these street artists' art. And launches his own um, show and all this stuff and makes a shitload of money. He's not an artist. He basically copied everyone else's style and had his own team make it. I don't think he actually made anything himself. Yeah, seriously. What an asshole. Very very much of a cop-out. I, I got pissed off. About yeah. It was, it was interesting. Uh, you know, when I watched it, it was an interesting juxtaposition of artists versus wannabes. But the guy who was making the movie was the wannabe, so... He was. It was, like, about him, unfortunately, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but basically, he just... He started following these street artists around and filming and, at, you know, just saying, hey, can I film you? Because this is awesome. And they were like, yeah, actually, that'll get me some good exposure. And then they are like, wait, you're a giant douchebag. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> he wasn't. Like, he... He wasn't while he was filming them, I don't think. He turned into a douchebag yeah. once, he, yeah, he, once he decided... That, I don't know, he wanted to be some sort of street artist. Yeah, but he wasn't street at all. He was completely, he commercialized the street art yeah. industry and, and just made it like, you know, churning out factory style it's prints exactly of right. shit. You know what, what I mean? I don't remember just, his name. Yeah, it's just, you know, Exit Through the Gift Shop. It's a good documentary. I think it's, it's, he, it's worth a watch. Did but, he make a good amount of money? He made a shitload of money. Were, were you, you listening? Dude, would you... What did you guys characterize it as? The documentary. The movie's about, documentary. about who, though? About so, street artists. The movie starts off as a documentary about street artists and turns into a documentary about a douchebag. Yes. Why is he a douche? Watch it. Just, you gotta <laughs> see. What he, happens at the end? Tell me the end. Ruin the end for me. We can't, we can't do that. This, that. We got an entire... Millions of people are listening to this who may not have seen Exit oh, of the Gift I, Shop. No, my bad. It's I not really an end. Like if you read yeah. the, if you are following no, we'll, art, there's, we'll talk about it. He just makes a shitload of money. Basically. Yeah. All right. What else do you watch? I know you watch about fifteen movies. Maybe give me the next two that you think were the favorite. Uh, we watched. We we both watched uh, Vertigo. We did both watch Vertigo. Yeah. We could talk. We could tandem talk about that one. You had, had seen it before. Awesome. I hadn't seen it before. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's interesting though because there are only two bouts of Vertigo in the entire movie. We noted that. But. They both cause acts like they both restrict him from doing what he wants to do, so that's a huge like yeah. part in the movie. Yeah, true. I thought the first act, the first bout with Vertigo, the opening scene was really cool, but and like that's even the the the, the cover art on Netflix yeah, is yeah. that very first scene. Yeah, but the rest of the movie, like there was a lot in the middle that kind of lost me, where it got into a lot more of the weird, and we kind of chatted about this. It's like. Those older movies that rely on really silly notions of disguising, mm -hmm. like where this chick changes her hair. She's obviously the same and chick. And it's obviously the same chick, and he recognizes her, but goes, nah, that can't be her. Right. It's someone that looks just like her, but it can't be her. She's got a different hair color. It's like different hairstyle. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how gullible audiences were back then, but it's just, it, there's a lot of that that you just, no, it's frustrating to, to sit through because you understand exactly what's I happening. I wasn't that gullible. Like, I watched it, she, her first character was totally different than the second character. The second character 
if totally. I watched it for the first time, I wouldn't recognize her. <coughs> and I honestly didn't. The first time I saw it, I didn't recognize her as the same person. Hmm. I thought it was two different actresses. Hmm. And I don't know why. And I did this time too, and knowing it was... And I still couldn't see the... I couldn't picture the first actress like yeah. well enough to see her as the same person and she had that's different fair. hair like i don't know why that's her fair. eyebrows seemed a lot thicker <laughs> yeah so and they drew them on that's yeah why. like they seemed thick as shit so i was like it's definitely not the same person because <laughs> her eyebrows are gross yeah clearly um, not gullible with the eyebrow changing the eyebrows oh it's totally different she looks really familiar though i swear that girl's really she looks fatter in the second time too <laughs> maybe they took a six she, month break and yeah she they, may, they, they may have she just seemed <laughs> a little chubbier and thicker eyebrows and it, nice. it didn't seem like the same person to me yeah but no that's good i mean that's heralded as like one of the best thrillers of all time and it's okay it's in my it's in my it list good. it was good i okay. liked it i liked the i don't I don't know if I liked it, but I I thought it was funny the way Hitchcock, like when she goes to the art, I I said this to you, she goes to the uh, the art studio or whatever and stares at this painting that is obviously yeah. her. Yeah. It's like the exact same person you could tell by she's carrying the same bouquet, hairstyles the same thing. Yeah. And he makes a point to be like, oh, audience, you're completely retarded, and I know this. I'm gonna point this shit. Out. Yeah, yeah. Look, oh, she's blatant. got the same bouquet. I'm just gonna zoom in on her bouquet. I'm gonna zoom out, and then I'm gonna zoom in on the painting. And I'm going to zoom out and zoom in on her hair and then zo- uh, keep zooming it's, in yeah. and out. And you're like, all right, all right. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. We're not completely retarded, yeah. but fine. I don't know if we wouldn't have caught that if you didn't point it out right. for us, Hitchcock. You're right. so great. You're such a great you're director. You're so smarter than us. Oh, my God. You're so much fucking smarter than us. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah, no, it was I good. Like I liked it. it. I liked it. I'm glad I saw it, for sure. It's, good. it's a good one to add to the... And there's... The lexicon it has nothing to do with the movie, but I just enjoy like old Hollywood, fifties mm-hmm. movies, like anything sure. that has to do made in the fifties. Just I loved it. Like I will watch any of those movies. Anytime. Did you see the player? The movie like that basically took place on a Hollywood lot is like an eighties movie. No, uh, whatever. You should see that because it's. I mean, it's obviously not fifties Hollywood. It's eighties yeah. Hollywood, but it's cool because it's like is. It's a movie about making movies. Yeah. It's well, cool. even movies like new movies that depict 50s Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Love it. Like, if I could go back in time and live, it would be 50s Hollywood. I don't know why. I just think it's awesome. Cars, the, the way people dress. Come an actor. It's probably the only way. Uh, yeah. Or do weird theme parties. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to do weird theme yeah, parties. I I guess so. There's no acting. I guess so. I've got no future. Uh, I watched this week, I watched The Game. Which won't come I, up on my list. I, it, you know, the the whole movie is about, you know, Sean Penn is Michael Douglas's little brother. Yeah. Gives him a gift. And it's this whole thing where it is just a game. Like, a, almost, like, virtual reality taken to the next level because it's actual reality. Like, this elaborate prank. Basically. And it, it's just, it left so much where I was just, like, frustrated because not only... Could I sense where this was going? But also at the end, it's like the payoff just wasn't wasn't good enough. I don't know. It was it was good in concept. It's really unique, and I don't. I'm not sure I've seen a movie like it. Yeah. Even you know since, but you know, I think it's just that's a tough story, a tough concept to make a movie about, and like make it really good. That's just tough. 
the this thing is so I, grand in its scale. The thing I liked about the movie is you, the entire time you know it's a game, mm. but they like tease that it's not a game. So true. Like shit is gonna happen. True. Like people are gonna die, <coughs> and like the like when he goes to the what's the blonde chick's house. Yeah, and he figures out like, oh, all these books are fake. This is not a real place. Yeah, like, yeah, and then. The basically the SWAT team shows up, or the people that are from the the company. All these bullets are flying through, and you're like, Shh, "Those are real." Mm-hmm. You realize this is not a game. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I don't know. The movie blew my mind when I first saw it. Probably ninety nine. Yeah, it was made in ninety seven, and I watched it again two weeks ago. I think I recommended it to you. Yeah, it didn't blow my mind. As yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it's uh, I don't know. I liked the way they played around with it, though. And I yeah. don't like the end. Like, when he jumped off the roof, how could they plan that? I know. There was so much of it that was like, oh, this totally got all fucked up. But it totally went according to plan. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many variables that you would not. And then he looked. You can't at, account for any of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey. You can't plan for that shit. We knew this was going to happen. You, so we actually had a giant airbag yeah you were totally gonna jump off that side of the roof through <laughs> that glass roof into the airbag Seriously. we knew it yeah we totally knew it, it you just, weren't gonna jump off that side we called it we know you <laughs> asshole we know you we know exactly where you're gonna try and commit suicide yeah you douche and then <laughs> we got you so good <laughs> just the end <laughs> like after he finds out he's alive still it's like just his expression he's yeah. like shit i should be fuck-. he's like yeah. i just tried to kill myself it's like so I'm so distraught fun, <laughs> I hate Liz. And I, I'm going to murder all of you with a real gun. I, I like pictured like myself if I had tried to kill myself and then not dying and everyone laughing at me. How you would feel? How you? How would you feel? What else could I kill myself with? <laughs> Just butter, butter knife yourself in the chest or something? I don't know. Butter knife. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You're going to be really, really getting some serious bruises with that one. It wouldn't yeah. Be, uh, all right, but that's what we watched, uh, so that's cool. Um, I watched some shows on dogs. Nope, we're not talking about those. That's for sure. Definitely not talking about those dog those, shows you made. Netflix. Nope, not watching <laughs> Netflix dog shows either. Or talking about or yep, even mentioning them. Mm. We'll cut this in post. We'll cut shows this. about dogs. We will immediately cut this in post. Don't do that. We're not cutting anything. Um, so we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back to go over our top five psychological thrillers of all time. We are back with Critical Drinking, and here's my X th- number beer. We don't have to do it. It's just me. I'm just cracking a new beer. Tyler's already got a cracked beer. I feel like don't I'm worry about it. Out. No, don't worry about it. You got a cracked beer. You can tap it on the table so that everyone knows you got it. Oh, that's a Dos Equis. That sounds so full. Yeah. Um, so we're about to get into our top five honorable men, or pff, honorable mentions, our top five uh, psychological thrillers. Um, 
to preface this, and this is something I kind of wanted to bring up in the beginning, but totally forgot. Um, I have the definitions here of psychological thriller because I know that this is a very broad category, and so yeah, I'd like actually hear. So immediately when I you know figured out okay this is a category we're gonna do, I was like, I need to figure out technically what people consider this genre, like what this genre actually you know is defined by you know by wikipedia standards at least and so i have that uh a couple definitions um both from wikipedia one kind of the preface to the actual second definition so let me uh let me get my throat all nice and lubed up oh now i'm ready that is lubed now i'm ready all right yeah psychological thriller is a specific subgenre of the broad-ranged thriller with heavy focus on characters. And that characters term turns out to be the key term. Because they go on to say, psychological thriller is defined by the fact that characters are no longer reliant on physical strength to overcome their brutish enemies, which is often the case in typical action thrillers, but rather are reliant on their mental resources, whether it be by battling wits with a formidable opponent or by battling for equilibrium in the character's own mind. That, I thought, was a cool caveat. The suspense created by psychological thrillers often comes from two or more characters preying upon one another's minds, either by playing deceptive games with one another or by merely trying to demolish the other's mental state. I feel like that's a good, generic enough definition, but also pretty specific as to what constitutes a psychological thriller. So, without further ado, Tyler, what's your number five, top five psychological thrillers? Uh, I want to say I enjoyed Shutter Island. There you go. That is the the definition right there, basically. Yeah, it is. Um, that Any movie about, I think, an insane asylum is going to be a psychological thriller. And that's... Yeah. Once Love the Cuckoo's Nest may be the exception. Yeah. That's, that was more of a, a that was more of last week's genre. Yeah, actually, that was kind of a rescue movie. Damn it! I kind of I thought of that afterward. <laughs> that's unfortunate uh, that I forgot about that. But Shutter Island was an enjoyable movie, and I, you know, you kind of see it coming it's, through the entire movie that he's just me. a nutbag, mm-hmm. and he's stuck in this place. But um, it was a fun movie to watch. Like it had its ups and downs, and it just. Like, Leo, 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 that, and I was, uh, was going to say Inception too, but mm-hmm. those, he's a pretty good, like in terms beard. of like psych- psychological thrillers, he kind of brings it. Um, there you go. What, I don't really know what to say about the movie per se, you but really you don't have to. Ryan, the previous co-host, on the record as hating Leonardo DiCaprio. So that would not be on his list. Neither of those movies would be on his list. I like him. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate the guy. And, and no shame for liking him. Yeah. No shame. No, he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good yeah, guy. I you know like, him personally. I feel like I'd... How's his handshake? I'd be friends with him. Yeah. If yeah. I knew him. How's his handshake? <laughs> What's his dick taste like, Tyler? Uh, Jesus. Tastes like chocolate. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Chocolate and rainbows. Mm, that sounds good. And I'll have that. A little dumb and dumb reference. Inappropriate. What's your number five? Number five is American Psycho. Mm. This is kind of my my placeholder. I I realized as I was making my list, I kind of have a lot of placeholder picks this week. 
Yeah. And this is a placeholder for my Christian Bale pick. This could be considered my Christian Bale pick because I, I think that he's great in psychological thrillers, just like you said Leonardo DiCaprio is good in them. I think Christian Bale is really good in psychological thrillers as well. And so, American Psycho though is my choice because I love this movie, and I think it's it's very borderline regular thriller, but the battle within his own mind of being either the person he is versus the person he projects himself to be yeah. are, is a completely like just engrossing story. It's not really a storyline, but just like, you know, watching that play out is really interesting. And I just generally like that movie a lot, but I, good. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> but you were talking about Christian Bale and like how you... Yeah. Machinist. And I was going to say why The Machinist and, and The Prestige is the other one. The pres- yeah. The yeah. Pres- it's like a joke. Prestige. But I, I mean, The Machinist, I just think, is a good psychological thriller because it's it's a movie about a dude who has not slept in like a year. And it's just the, the, the battle within his own mind of saying what's real, what's not real... Are these guys really out to get me or I'm just fucking crazy because I haven't slept in forever? The movie screws with your head, though. Yeah. Like the viewer's head. Yeah. And, and I that's like why that. I liked it. <coughs> yeah. Psych- like American Psycho doesn't screw with your head. Um, but you're watching as he screws with he other screws people's with, heads. He screws with his own head, too. Well, that too. Yeah. yeah. That too. But I mean, I, I think, you know, American Psycho is the delegate. That is the delegate for my number five spot. My number four spot is Memento, as we kind of discussed, was the one of the obvious choices. Mm-hmm. I really liked the movie from the minute I, or, you know, from the, I actually didn't see it when it came out. I saw it after the fact. And, yeah. you know, I'd heard basically all the reception that it got and everybody saying, oh, it's really, you know, it's cool. It plays backwards, all this stuff. I was still, you know, kind of, and, and even even now, I can't tell you how that thing ends. Because it's not necessarily about the storyline. It's about the process and the the type of... It's really about the psychology of just watching that movie and trying to figure it all out. You know what I mean? My number four is the exact same movie. Yeah. And I can never... as many, I've seen the movie probably six times. And every time I watch it, it's like a surprise to me. Yeah. Because yeah. you never... Exactly. I can never remember what exactly happens. <laughs> Which is the biggest tribute... To that movie. Because it's, it's a movie about memory loss, and guess who... Nobody can remember what goes on in that movie. I don't even remember what the movie's about. Yeah, yeah I, I do, but... It's I, so cool, though. How yeah. does it end? Like, how does it end? You don't... You kind of know. It's I, like hitting... It's not about the ending, though, because the ending is the beginning. <laughs> Mind <Yeah>. blown. Mind <laughs> blown. Every time. But it's it's like, that's the most psychological movie I think I've ever seen. Like, just straight up need to pay attention. You know, Inception's another one. And this is kind of my Christopher Nolan yeah. pick. Because he's good at, incep- at just writing yeah. uh, psychological thrillers. But, like, that movie is just... It's it's hard to... You really... You can't, like, be half watching that movie. You can't skip... Like, or else you're not getting anything. And you there's a lot of tiny little nuances that you need to pick up on. And that's why rewatchability is really high. Because there are there are all those other things you go oh shit I didn't see that the last yeah, time yeah, yeah. you know it's real good you kind of so, as a movie as a movie buff you have to yeah. watch that movie alone you can't watch that with somebody that's gonna be asking questions agreed it's gonna fucking drive dude down. that's the worst you can't watch it with anyone who's gonna say wait shit. is he is, <laughs> are they supposed to no 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 of the movie all will movies. tell you the movie will tell you let 
And that's that's one of the things that I'm always like, whenever I watch movies with people, and just in general, when people go, is that guy going to... I'm like, listen, if you don't know yet, the movie hasn't told you. Don't talk. So just don't... You know, you'll figure it out. If the movie is going to tell you, it will tell you. Yeah. It, that, nothing bothers me more than when people ask questions during movies. It's yeah. the point of a movie. It'll answer its own questions. That's why we're so Except for uh, Vanishing Lady, whatever the fuck we just watched. Yeah. Answered no questions. Vanishes. No questions. No, there were no questions so, to to be. There was questions to answer. No, there were a ton of questions to answer. Yeah, I guess I. There were no questions answered though. Yeah, I guess that's what I was trying no, to say. No, no, All right, so that's both of our number fours. What's your number three? Uh, number three, I want to say the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, Haven't the seen the one. Sixty-two version. So yeah. like right, height of the Cold War. It's all about, um, <laughs> this. I can't even remember if he's a. I, this I, candidate. I'm I can't remember if it's presidential or if it's like a like senator. senator or something. Yeah. I I watched this movie probably five years ago. I can't remember all the details. I just remember being like, "This shit's crazy." Like it messed shit with cry. shit cry. It messed with your head, and it was basically you got to think of it. This is the Cold War, and like, just everyone in the U.S. was kind of on edge. Like, oh fuck, we're gonna get either nuked or we're wiped whatever, out. Something. Yeah. And it was just all about how the the Russians, I believe, or the Cubans, one or the other, some communists, um, goddamn commies, brainwashed the senator or the president's candidate's son. I don't remember again to assassinate him, assassinate right. the candidate. And it's all about trying to foil this plot. Uh, Frank Sinatra's in it, who's a fucking horrible actor. <laughs> but you got to think of it at the time period, like that would have blown your head, like shit this could happen like what if you know what if that's how kennedy someone that's how kennedy died like yeah someone brainwashed like you don't know and that's the whole point of the movie is like this could happen and with the height like america's threat level going through the roof right. like everyone's on alert that just the whole movie blew your mind don't ever see the remake with denzel washington because it's totally not the same feel <coughs> the whole and feel of like driver Leave Shriver. Was she in that? I never he. saw it. That's Leave? the dude. Leave or Leave what's or something. The, what's the chick Shriver? Maria. Maria Shriver. Okay. Yeah, I don't know her. Yeah. Uh, she's a Brit, her. right? Wasn't she in uh, Good Will Hunt? Is that who that is? Shriver. Yeah, Shriver. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mini, That's Mini Driver. Mini. It's Mini Driver. Mini Driver? Yeah, there's some, some other Shriver. <laughs> Mini we don't need to die. We don't okay. need to go family no, tree we're, we're of, not, of Ivers. Not, no, we're not. We're not going into it. But that movie, you have to think of the time period that would have blown your socks off. Yeah. Well, and that sounds like that's kind of like a movie that, like, wouldn't be as received as well nowadays. Like, if you were going to make some movie about, you know, that kind of put people on edge about yeah. terrorist attacks, eh, that wouldn't that wouldn't go over as well. I don't feel like, you know, people, I, I don't know, maybe it's a different type of threat and different type of like, you know, fear, but I don't feel like a movie of like creating that fear would go over. I feel well. the propaganda back then was like totally different though. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We don't true. have, at least I don't feel we have the same heightened propaganda where shit, we're going to all hide under our desks because of a good point, like, you know, yeah. like a new grade or something like that. So. I, I feel like people were more scared back then of, of an attack. Maybe just because of and them you know. watching that movie, I can just picture them being like, 
fuck, what if this happens like yeah. tomorrow? This could happen. So you think we're more attuned to the... I think we're just more numb. Uh, well, yeah. Or less... No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, could be. But yeah, good pick. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's on my list, but Netflix, it's only on DVD. And God damn it, I'm not going to pay an extra don't pay eight bucks it. a month for DVD service. Yeah. Um, my number three is essentially my Aronofsky pick. Okay. It is the Black Swan. Um, <laughs> I I think he has so many better, it's so many so many great movies and so many better movies than the Black Swan. But I really think that the Black Swan is the best psychological thriller of all of his movies because that's truly what it is. Is it's 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 totally cerebral. It's kind of all about that weird, like, what? Wait a minute. Is she... Are, is this real life? <laughs> you know, it's it's like... I, I mean, I, I feel like Requiem's a lot like that, too. It's, a th- yeah. it's, it's very psychological as well, but more in a, you know, is this real be- or are we super high? You know, what's going on? Because cause there's that one scene that really stands out where Ellen Burstein's like, you know, the camera is all distorted because she's all high and like... Imagining she's on Jeopardy and stuff, and I feel like that's very psychological, but it's totally different. The thing about Re- Requiem drives me nuts. Yeah. So that's the whole point. Like, <coughs> but keep going, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, that's just the thing, and and the same thing. Um, you know, he he has even like the fountain is really it's completely psychological in your own like the audience's head because you have to figure out what the fuck is actually going on in that movie. I'm not the greatest fan of that movie. I know Ryan is a huge fan, loves that movie. It just, you know, for me, kind of was never that thing. I haven't seen Pi, but I've heard it's the same sort of thing. It's like very kind of psychologically just got to keep up and figure stuff out. And, and it's, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, Black Swan is the one that I, you know, from last year, I really liked it. I thought it was well done. It was just straight up psychological thriller goodness mm-hmm. so that's my number three um number two this i swear this is the last time i'm gonna have to fucking say this but it's my kubrick pick that's the last time i say whatever my pick is but you know given that i've done that for the last four picks yeah. it's my stanley kubrick pick it's 2001 a space odyssey i think that this is incredibly <laughs> thrilling in a lot of of the the movie but it's also completely psychological like yeah. if you don't pay attention to this movie if you're high during this movie or whatever you're gonna just take away complete like this there's a lot of visual candy yeah. to take away from this movie but there's also a lot of cerebral candy to take away from this movie and i think that the the epitome of the psychological thriller aspect is obviously the space you know when it's how not you know how versus his human counterpart who you know the the definition i read earlier was that it's two people going at each other's brains and that is exactly what that is i didn't even think of this movie you know what i mean and so that i mean he's made he's made more psychological movies i think the shining the shining was on my list but it it kind of gets taken into this it's that's one that gets lumped into horror a lot mm-hmm. but i feel like that's more of a psychological thriller than a horror movie because if you you're not going to get scared because that movie's not jumpy. That movie gets in your head and freaks you out. Um, a Clockwork Orange is the same way, but for a way more fucked up reason. And then, 
Full Metal Jacket even has a lot of like psychological yeah. aspects to All it. All of his movies do. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think, I think that he's got a lot, but I, I just think 2001 is like the epitome of not only, you know, movies for me that, Kubrick movies for me that I love, but also the psychological thrillers of, you know, that he's made. So that's my number two. Agreed. What's your number two? I didn't two? even think of that movie. There you go. Good choice. Thank you. Very good choice, my friend. Uh, two. I'm going off kind of the cuff here. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to say seven. Okay, say it. I'm saying seven. Say it. Okay, you've. you've it's not it. very. It's not psychological the way you think of a psychological thriller. It doesn't really play with your head too much. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that you're trying to solve this with them. They kind of keep you in the loop enough where you're like, you can kind of play around with it. My favorite part in the movie is they're at. Like What's a, in the box? No. Oh. It's okay. Ex, ex, actually, that is because Gwyneth Paltrow's head gets cut off. So yes, that is my favorite. Spoiler part. alert! Oh my god! <laughs> favorite part of the movie, but I like the What's way they the kind of toy around with. The, the villain, um, mm-hmm. uh, you seeing him several times throughout the movie, and you still not knowing that that's the bad guy. Yep. Like, you see Spacey in the stairwell, and they point it out at the end. I love when movies point out like how dumb you were. Yeah, yeah. how did you not notice this? Because <laughs> the main characters didn't notice it either. Yeah, but I love when movies do that, and that's just the one thing I really liked about the movie is. Hey, here's Spacey. He's the guy doing all this. And yep. he was the dude taking your picture right in the beginning. Yep. And he's the one fucking with you this entire time. Yep. Yep. Um, that was that was very psychological, I think, from a story, like a plot standpoint. Yeah. And the I, plot was designed to be a psychological. It was so. It was a cool movie. And again, for when it was made, like late 90s was just, I, I just remember watching these movies, like, the, in the game, too. I watched it around the same time, like, time period, like, time period. And that, like, time frame in my life, high school, getting high all the time, those movies fuck with me. Like, those movies. Dude, that, like, that, that one still holds up, though, I feel like. They I stick out that on, my head. On, when it comes on, I watch that on TV. I I'll watch that. It's a great movie. Like, yeah. I think that's a great movie, and it's still, like, the, you know, there, there are movies where... They're that kind of psychological mystery type movie, and you figure it out, and you go, "Oh, okay, never want to see this again." Yeah, this is different. This movie, you're like, even though I know what's coming up, yeah. it, the process is very, you know, just it's it's really engaging to just go with, yeah. you know, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt on this journey to find this asshole who yeah. eventually cuts Gwen Feltro's head. And this is like not a memento, like a memento, like we were saying, you mm-hmm. can't remember. You can't remember every aspect of Memento 7. Yeah, the ending of this movie is infamous. You can remember yeah. every aspect of 7, but you still want to watch it. <laughs> yep. You still want to go through this entire journey, even though you know what the fuck is going on the I entire time. I think it's because the psychology behind it is epic. It's that biblical... It's yeah, they tie biblical in yeah. it, which makes it, it, le- it like more makes it very epic. Any movie that ties like <clears throat> any religious aspect... The Da Vinci Code. Anything. Give me a break. Huh? The Da Vinci Code. I liked it, dude. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I read the book. I liked the book. I read... I, I didn't I read the movie, God but I watched the movie. <laughs> Goddamn Da Vinci. All right. We've all been waiting for this moment. What's your number one? I Usual Suspect. Yeah. 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 Is that yours? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. My number one's Usual Suspect. Kaiser Cose... Or Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. Uh, 
Yeah, that movie throws you for a loop the first time you see it. It just you don't expect it. You don't expect the gimp to be the. It's the same. Man. It's the same deal as Seven, though. Even though, and this is even worse of like the that uh, Usual Suspects has the twist of all twists in movie history. I feel like that this has end, the best like twist. that end when he's walking and you they're just filming his feet and his feet are twisted and, and walking. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he slowly not. It's pretty slowly. He like he slowly corrects it and just walks. Yep. And you're like, oh, you mother, like seriously, yeah. it blows your mind. That, that shot, yeah, I agree. Kills you. But it's it's not a movie that you know the twist and then that ruins the movie for you. You could still watch Again, that movie, watch over, that and over. movie yeah, over and exactly, over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I feel the same way. It's it's not like I said. It's not my number one, yeah. so it's not on my list. But <laughs> it was definitely an honorable mention, and I feel like that that's like. The, because that's that's one of the biggest like epitomes of the, um, what's the term like the, uh, basically where the person telling the story the unreliable narrator, right. so you have this whole story who's being told by a guy but it's an unreliable narrator, so that's and it's so it comes at the psychological aspect from the perspective of a third party it's not the person. It's not the director telling you the story through the movie. It's not you thinking about things. It's this person in the movie, a character in the movie, telling you the story, and then he totally fucks you right in the brain at the end. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, my number one is not a placeholder for anybody. It is the true number one psychological thriller I've I'm ever so, seen. I'm excited to hear this. It is Funny Games. It is Michael Haneke's Funny Games, the original, the subtitled original, not the stupid shit with Naomi Watts and Tim. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah, see the original. It's the Tim was Yeah, it's the golf clubs. Yes. Well, the original had boat. Yeah. Have you with seen the that? Dude, the, uh, the yeah. original had all of that. Dude, the yeah. The, no, the, I mean the, the American. New one. I mean the American remake was also directed by Michael Haneke and was basically an English shot-for-shot shot remake. That was the only was, one I've seen. I in the French countryside, though. Yeah, yeah, but the the one the one with Naomi Watts is is in English. The oh, one the original is Michael Haneke. Slow, morose. dude. It is so psychological. And and the reason the reason behind this pick is and this was on actually my I think my top five movies that are hard to watch or whatever list we did that this was on there for me. Um, it is it is if you're a film buff. This is a movie you need to see for multiple reasons, but there, there's so much in this that is outside the box of traditional filmmaking. It's, it's incredible. Like, like, this is honestly one of those movies that breaks convention in all types of ways, but it, it pains, like, it tortures the audience for about two hours. How long they hold you in on the yeah. shots. Oh, seriously. Like, it's, so well <laughs> it's so well done. It's so well done. I mean, it's the whole time you're trying to, as, as just basically a traditional moviegoer, trying to wrap your head around what the fuck's going on. What's the, what's the reasoning behind this? Where can I make sense of this? And the entire, the entire premise of this, I think Haneke was trying to, to you know, basically show you, there's not you know not all situations can you make complete normal sense of. 
And it, it was almost an or it was almost like he was playing a trick on the audience saying, This two hours, you you just paid to get your brain fucked. Because this it is so it is unrelenting. For two hours it is unrelenting and it doesn't make sense, but it is so wonderfully done in the way that it, it shows you that. I haven't seen it. Do you feel exhausted after you've seen it? Pretty like much. Shit. Like Yeah. Yeah, you. But it, you. It's 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 an odd, rewarding feeling. Really? Like when you get done? Yeah. It's a relatively short movie. It just. It's it's it gets it's, it done it's really it's, quick. Dude, it's it's painful. It, I mean, just the basic premise. Yeah. And and the the American version sold it really weird. I watched a trailer the other day just to see what the American version sold. The American version what, sold it as torture porn, and it's not yeah. that at all. Um, the movie, the American version isn't. They, I guess that's the way they sell it. But I didn't see any previews for it, and I just kind of yeah. watched it organically. And yeah, it was good. <laughs> no, and it's it's you know, and I'll speak to the you know the original version because I haven't seen the the second, but I heard it's a shop shot remake. But yeah. regardless, um, you know, basically these this family goes on vacation, you know, goes to this the this lake. Where they have a, a house of a, I believe it's a family friend, maybe it's just rented or whatever. But then these neighbors come over and make their way in, and these two neighbor boys, you know, come in and basically hold the family hostage. And it's it's not like they're holding them at gunpoint. It is the most psychological hostage taking I've ever seen in movies, and it's just I. Feel, it's so well done. I mean, I, I saw the, the trailer of the American version and it looked like the two neighbor boys were kind of, I don't know, were, were casted as more American bad guy type dudes. But like the original one, they're not, they're not at all. They're these weak kids who completely get inside the heads of this family and completely just take them over. Watch the American version because really? it's the exact same. Is it okay? So it's like it's like basically a shop shop remake, but like it just it blew my mind how I saw it last year. I think it blew my mind at how well done it was for for what it was and just like psychological torture for the audience and you know the people on screen. It's it's amazing. I I can't tell people enough to go see it, but don't see it if you're just you know a casual fan of movies. See it if you really want to see filmmaking kind of. In a different light. The way you're portraying this, the French version, I don't, I didn't feel that way at all with the remake. I guess you should watch the French version. I'm then. going to, yeah. Now, but I think it's on instant. That's why I watched it. I watched it in a hotel. I remember that on my computer screen, which tells you even more how good it was if I could enjoy is it, it this French much. Or is it called Funny Games? It's called Funny Games, but it's subtitled. It's obviously French language. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. I, I have cachet. On my DVR, which is a 2006 Haneke movie, um, I love that guy. Like, I think he's he's really he's he's not commercial at all. So he's not going to make any movies that you you know. Well, first of all, he's foreign, but second of all, like he's not going to make these movies that are going to get a, make a ton of money. He's he's sort of like the French. I would almost you know I hesitate to say this, but he's almost like the French David Lynch. Where he makes these movies for filmmaking sake, not for, you know, commercial the final sake. Consumer, yeah. Exactly. So he makes these movies to explore filmmaking and explore his own psyche and what he thinks, you know, audiences how how he thinks, you know, what can be portrayed and, and told through filmmaking. And it's really, 
Like, I, I really respect him as a director, and, you know, I respect David Lynch, obviously, too, as a director, and there are a ton of people who love David Lynch movies. There are a ton of people who think they're just fucked up and weird, and yeah. why would anyone make these movies? But for me, I mean, Haneke's in that boat where he's, like, one of those infamous kind of, I will, I will see whatever he, you know, puts out, even if it's as fucked up or as crazy, because it's probably, for what it is, amazing. More of an art form than typical yeah, movie yeah. making these days. Agreed, yeah. dude. That's and that's another discussion we can have in another day. Is is filmmaking these days in Hollywood is just a joke. It is. It's yeah. But yeah. another day. Yeah. Honorable mentions. I don't want to I'm gonna go into my honorable mentions. Okay. I got a few. Um, I'll go through the ones that were mentioned by Tyler first. I also had uh, the usual specs on my list. Um, that was one that I thought was a. It's a really good psychological thriller, but. For, for the specific genre, I felt that it that the five I chose had priority over it in the specific genre. Love that movie. You know, this isn't a, a top five list of best movies. This mm-hmm. is obviously you know psychological thriller. So that's my list. Um, but yeah, Usual Suspects, Silence of the Lambs is yeah. one of those epic, you know, psychological thrillers. There's only maybe five minutes of actual action in that movie. That's where, the end. Where stuff, you know, like something actually happens. You don't see it happen. So it's sort of like Reservoir Dogs, where Reservoir Dogs is about a bank robbery, but you see zero bank robbery. Um, So I thought that was a really good one, too. Old Boy is nuts. That's one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. It's it's an Asian movie about... It's a revenge movie. It's like... So you had on your Netflix, you had the the Revenge of Mrs. Whatever it's called. The Revenge of of Miss Fuck I don't know but it's 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 the it's part of that trilogy of that that I think it's Japanese it's part of it that is. Japanese revenge trilogy yeah I think it's actually called the Revenge trilogy or something but like that it's Japanese but is is that the one with the French dude in it in Japan mm, I don't know what the one is I don't know if he's French know, but it's basically the one where point. he you know he goes after all these guys it's one of the most epic one shots ever. In the hallway. You told me that. Yeah, where he's uh, he's basically plowing through about eighteen dudes in this tiny packed hallway, just using martial arts and getting into an elevator. And the elevator drops and it opens up with these two dead bodies in it because this guy just murdered. So badass. Right. Um, then I got the Sixth Sense. I didn't feel like the Sixth Sense was psychologically thrilling enough to be on this list. Not thrilling, psychological. Psychologically, yes, but yeah. I, I. I just wanted to put it on here because I want to reiterate my respect for that movie. Regardless of what Shyamalan has done to his own reputation since, <laughs> I feel like The Sixth Sense is a masterpiece. And it's, it's an amazing movie and should be regarded as so, despite what Shyamalan has tried to do to ruin his career. That was the last, the last good movie he made. I liked Unbreakable. It wasn't good. It, was, like, it wasn't that good. But the village? No. No, the village sucked. No, what was the one, Lady in the Water? Signs, no. Lady in the Water. No, I didn't no. even see it. Not good. No, man. yeah, neither did I. I've given up on him for sure. But Science. I think the Sixth Sense was a masterpiece. That's great. Um, and then the last one is Thirteen Zametti. I think it's a Russian film about. It's like a ninety-minute film about a game of Russian roulette. It is the most. It's so tense with nothing going on. It's so psychological because you have to figure out. Like, okay, put yourself in the shoes of some guy who's who's basically playing a giant game of Russian roulette with a bunch of other people for a big prize. It's remade. Yeah, it was remade. 
or it's called thirteen being okay yeah uh it's like uh, the Russian version is so there's you don't have to worry about like reading subtitles because there's really not that many words in the entire movie, exactly. but it's so tense it's in black and white it's you know psychological for sure it's it was a really it, I think it's just a really cool movie if you're in you know just for a fun Russian movie at ninety minutes. Thirteen's Met is your man. Check out or your just movie. thirteen, the remake. Okay. It's on um it's not that great, actually. <laughs> I'll probably watch this. I'll watch Thirteen's Met, but mm. Thirteen was I watched it, it was enjoyable. It yeah, fifty cents in it. So Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember okay, yeah, I remember now. The remake. It's he doesn't play a big part, so it, it makes it more worth it because he's not a great he's just a horrible Did he lose all that weight for that movie? Or was it another 50 Cent? He 50 lost Cent weight? lost a ton of weight. Like Christian Bale type weight. Really? For some role that he was doing. I don't know what Guarantee it was. Guarantee was with Val Kilmer. Mmm. He was <laughs> been, fat as shit. He's, yeah, you got fucking... Val Kilmer. That would be the polar opposites. You gotta throw Val Kilmer, like heat Val Kilmer next to new Val Kilmer. Dude. That's 200 Dude. pounds. <laughs> Val Kilmer heat. If you guys... And this will be my shout out tonight, but... My brother's Twitter account is at Matthew Regan. His Twitter profile picture is Val Kilmer from Heat. It is the most badass thing. I want it. I want Val Kilmer from Heat in white, screen printed on a black t shirt. And I'm going to wear that fucking t shirt every single day of the year. <laughs> That's a, that is sweet. Like, it's sweet, movies. man. That movie and Ronin. Ronin is pretty good. We did top five chase scenes a while back. Ronin's good. Ronin was on Ryan's. All right. So I'm doing <laughs> honorable mentions here Identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what the movie's about, to be honest. I just remember Blown. Isn't Ray Liotta in it? Yeah, Ray Liotta, Matt... Uh, no, it's... Uh, John Cusack. John Cusack. Uh, was, it's all about everyone being like flooded into a motel, right? Right. Like they're trying to... Amanda Pete was in that, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Yeah. What... Explain the movie. Like, I don't even remember. I just remember we had not I don't remember the blown. movie either. It was something... There was some sort of killer or murderer... It was the like there. the retarded guy, wasn't there? Like a retarded guy there? Couldn't tell you. I haven't seen it since '05. Or I've been trying to watch this movie since yeah. like recently. And it's got a really cool poster, like with the with the handprint. red and blue handprint with him yeah. in the. Hand. It's, yeah. it's a cool poster. I want to watch it again, but I remember watching it for the first time in my mind was blown. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a murder mystery. I think everyone's dying as well. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seemed just kind of like an honorable mention. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why it's an honorable mention. <laughs> I don't remember the entire plot, but I remember being fucking blown. Uh, Vertigo is on there. Yep. Uh, might as well throw it in there. It's Hitchcock. It was a great movie. Um, we were contemplating why it was called Vertigo because there were only two bouts of actual mm-hmm. Vertigo, but I remember it was his second bout where he. It keeps him from saving the woman he loves. So true. How did they fall in love so quickly? No one knows. And they <laughs> only knew each other for like two fucking days. But uh, that's a different story. Uh, that movie moved really quickly, but slowly at the same time. It was a pretty slow movie, but I hear that. Uh, he went insane overnight and got out of the insane asylum overnight. Like you don't know how long. You don't know. Like, time isn't conveyed in this That's movie. the magic of movies. Like, time... <laughs> you don't know, like, how long the movie is. Like, yeah. in terms of 
the characters. How long is it a year? Yeah. Is it two years? Right. Or is it three days? You have no idea. So that has nothing to do with the psych- psychological thriller aspect, but that is just my kind of I think that's hang in, up on the movie. I think that's that, that's the way a lot of Hitchcock movies are, though. He he has scenes that depict time passing, but he really doesn't. But you don't know how much. Time. Yeah, he really doesn't depict actual time frames. Uh, that was ever. only two hours, guys. That was yeah. only two hours. That was two he hours. He fell asleep and he took a nap. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He went crazy, woke up, and he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. I like the movie. You don't like the actor. No. Um, so did that have any really hang like up with Jimmy, the movie yeah, at all? Or? Yeah, I don't really like Jimmy Stewart. Um, out of all those dudes, and I said this to Tyler when I was actually watching it, I was like, you know, of all the the old kind of leading men of that era, there, uh, there's only one I don't like, and it's Jimmy Stewart. Is that I just, his voice? No, I mean, that doesn't help, because, you know, he's got that mm. weird drawl yeah, accent, yeah, drawl, but... Yeah. I don't know. He just he he plays it. You know, those guys were so suave back then. Like they played every role. If the, you know, if they had to be kind of crazed and and manic, they would do it. Right. But most of the time, their demeanor was just really suave and smooth and, and like movie star of the fifties or forties or whatever type of, of thing. But yeah. I feel like Jimmy Stewart. You could, I don't know. I feel like I can see him acting. When I'm watching him, which takes me out of the movie. Like if I can see somebody acting and like their brain, I can see their brain working on, hey, how do I act like this person? Yeah. That takes me out of the movie. And I, that, see that. I feel like that, at least in that movie, happens. So. He always plays, and I think it's probably mostly his voice, but he always seems to play a similar character. Yeah. But he seems really fucking forceful in this movie. Yeah. Like rapey. He puts hands on. He is rapey. He puts rapey. hands on that chick. He, he, yeah. He gets rapey. Yeah. <laughs> it's beyond <laughs> fighting. The least. It's rapey. It's rapey. Because he forces his way into her te- her apartment slash hotel room. Yeah. It's like, wow, this hey, movie could have gone uh, a different way uh, right about here. You look somewhat like the woman I used to love that killed herself. And I'm going to force my way into your hotel room and no, kind of get rapey. It wasn't me. Oh, no, it was you. I'm going to come in. I'm going to take your clothes off. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out right now. She had that exact same mole on her boobie. (laughs) Totally going to get rapey now. God, so weird. So rapey. He seems like he has to be rapey because he's not very likable (laughs) as a human being. He he was going crazy. He very well could have I'm not talking about the character. I mean him as a person. Well, he's rapey. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably rapey. He has to be rapey because he's an unlikable person. That's the only way he's going to get raped in real life. Well, he's dead now. You heard it here first, folks. Jimmy Stewart was a rapey motherfucker. <laughs> totally a rapist. <laughs> Completely racist. Just racist and rapist and all types of racist. I think you said racist, but I like it too. Uh, it's the 50s. It's totally he's probably racist. He's totally rapist kind of, and racist and all that ist stuff. Kind of a given he's racist. <laughs> all right. Kind of a given. Any other uh, honorable mentions? Uh, Donnie Darko. Yep. That was, that was kind of the... That was one that popped into my head immediately, too. Uh, I just feel like it kind of has to be there. I feel like that. Did you see the second one? Second one? Uh, oh. His sister? Nope. Yeah. Denise Darko? I don't think was that what it was Donatella Darko. <laughs> what was it actually called? Fuck. Donnie Darkette. <laughs> I wish. Donnie Darko 2. 
The Stupider Dark Elf. <laughs> it was a horrible movie. Don't, I, yeah. I couldn't make it through. I couldn't make it through Black Swan, though. Is that right? I, I didn't want to try again. What were your issues with it? Just too slow or too 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 I, wannabe? I not into ballet. The Natalie Portman's boobs are too small in it. Had nothing to do with. I like Natalie Portman. The booby like, bump exists on this show, by the way. The what? I don't know if we've gotten to the point because we fucking watched some two unbooby moments or movies, but there is such thing as a booby bump on this show. So you can booby bump movies. So this movie got a six. However, Natalie Portman got naked. Booby bump to a seven. Wait, she got naked in that movie? No. Oh. But I'm just saying, like, that's an example. Let's say she had got... Uh, say, <laughs> let's say she got naked. Hypothetically say she got naked. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to try again. It's on Instant, I believe. Um, I think so, actually. So I'll watch it again. I'll try it through. But I think her mom drove me fucking nuts. Really? Barbara Hershey? Was that her? No, but if, no, I don't think it was her. But it was some, there was something about actor. this movie where I just felt agitated. That's the that's the I whole point. That's the point, and it's like Requiem for a Dream. I just feel very anxious John watching. A, yeah, exactly. And I don't feel comfortable watching movies like that. I, you know and I do. I like movies like that, but this movie, something about it, I wasn't interested in the dancing. So I was like, "Fuck this!" I guess I just kind of gave up. The evolution, I'll though. Give, it, give it a chance. At least pick it up halfway. Maybe I'll watch it all the way through. Yeah, because the evolution at the end is really the payoff, and it's really well done. But you know what scene still haunts me in this movie is when she breaks her toe or breaks her toenail when she's doing, you know. The little whatever up on her toe is a as a plie plie whatever it is. It's French and breaks the. Oh my god! I oh my, my goodness! Toe, my toe still fucking hurts every time I think, I think about I that. I broke my toe. Yeah, that's one of like those shiver moments for me. Like oh god! You know what the other one is? 127 hours. Almost literally either passed out or vomited in the theater when he was cutting his arm. Couldn't make it through that movie. Either. Did you walk out? Or did you watch no, 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 it? No, no, on... I watched it. Um, but dude, the the actual the have you event, read the, book? the fucking event. No, I haven't read the book. But the event couldn't like I had to look away from the screen because I was pretty sure I was either gonna pass out or I was gonna vomit. His cut. Yeah, I didn't get that. Far. Sound effects not helping. Danny Boyle That's good. not That's... helping. The way it was, if you read the book, they have actually he takes pictures of himself doing it, and you get the pictures in the book. But kind of he is a up, pompous dude. motherfucker. Aaron Ralston. I can't stand him. You read the book. I think that's why I couldn't make it through the movie. I was really? like, good. I'm glad that happened to you. You're a dick. James Franco is just too much of a cocky son bitch. It's not James Franco. It's the actual Aaron guy. Aaron Ralston. Read the book. I'll loan it to you. That's probably made a lot of money. Do you have it in the Kindle version? No. Then I'm not going to fucking read it. I can't read anything off Kindle, guy. Hard Come cover. on, guy. Hardcover. Digital. Hardcover. Go digital. All right, so that was our top fives and our honorable mentions. Um, I feel like I had one more honorable mention. You know, definitely, yeah. Well, if you dig it up, you know, let me know. But uh, Fight Club. Fight Club, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. Well, it's a given. But keep going. Um, but yeah, so hey, if you, you know, you've heard our list. If you agree, disagree, uh, just want to comment, head over to the Facebook page. Uh, just comment on this, you know, this show's post. Um, We'll also post, you know, coming up here soon, what we're going to be doing next week. Um, or at least next episode. Thoughts? Um, we've been kicking around some ideas. I mean, I like the foreign. Ryan and I had always wanted to do kind of foreign, like a category of foreign movies. But I think, think can't, I think we can't do 
favorite foreign movies? It's I feel like we have to pick a region or at least a continent. Pick a continent or pick a genre. So like South America, Asia, you know, those are huge. Asia. I mean, no, those are huge hotbeds of great cinema. You that... can just say Brazil and you'll still well, yeah, have yeah. tons of movies. Like yeah, you can say Japan and you'll have, yeah. So Dude, I was gotta... telling you about the movie I Am Cuba. Remember? What I was telling you about that. Is It's got one of the best one shots oh. of all, like long takes of all time. Old boy. That too. That too though. That too. Okay. But I Am Cuba, like, that's the same thing. It's like, that's an amazing movie all the way through. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's kick some ideas around in the coming days and we'll, we'll, keep we'll figure it out. keep you bitches informed. Yeah, we'll go over to our Facebook page and, and we'll let you know. Go to Kevin's Facebook page. Um, I need to make you an admin. Yeah. I'll make you an admin right now after don't, we get off this don't episode. Don't bother, don't bother. I'm going to fucking do it. Don't. I'm going to. People don't know me yet. You better accept it. I still feel uncomfortable. You better accept it. Guys, welcome this kid. He's done a great job. His movie knowledge, I think, is unparalleled. Except for those who parallel it. It's paralleled. It's very parallel. Yeah, it's actually paralleled. It's but, parallel. but he's he's a good, you know, and I, I don't want to use the word replacement because you're not a replacement. But you are a good addition to the team because you do, that movie knowledge is there. You've already referenced a bunch of movies that I haven't seen, which is great. Um... The humor is there. The, uh, the, you know, I don't know. I feel like the, the wild card top five picks are even there. Like, you're going to be one that I'm going to go, holy shit. Like, I even did that Terminator 2 last week. Holy shit. I was pick. drunk as shit. How did I even remember that? But, I mean, it's going to be fun. I think, uh, you know, we're going to be yeah. soon to be housemates. So, that's going to make it even easier. We're going to have, like, a, a critical drinking cave. That we're gonna be able to retreat to and be all weird in <laughs> and record. It's gonna be uh, weird. Pantless. We're gonna be putting up what? soundproofing all over this house, all over the house. It's gonna be so weird. Where uh, even in the bathroom where we don't need it, we're just gonna have it. But uh, no, it's. I mean, I feel like it's it's been fun for me at least. Has it been fun for you those two episodes? I feel more comfortable now. I feel Good. Extremely uncomfortable last episode, and I think that's probably why I overdrank. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I ruined my reputation for a show. False. False, not happening. We have a very devoted listenership. Good. They're not going anywhere. However, Ryan, if you're out there, you need to call in on one of these episodes. Probably soon. Yeah, we need you in here, buddy. I'd like to speak to you. Yeah, for sure. We need you in here. We need to get your take on. uh, Maybe we can finally get to top five nude scenes. Wow. What do you think, Ryan? What do you think, right? That'd be a pretty good top five, right? What would we watch? Like Showgirls or something? Showgirls is a top five. It's like it is a nude scene. We just have yeah. Or we could watch uh, uh, Wild Things. I mean, that, would, that might not make your list, but that's one of the most iconic nude scenes. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, Phoebe Cates. So, yeah. So that you know that was our top five. That's kind of all that stuff. But uh, let's let's wrap it up with some shout outs. I've already made my shout out. Um, what the fuck did I just shout out to? Who are you shouting out to? Shout out to my mom. She's in Burlington. No, I'm not. I don't remember what I was shouting out to, but I already mentioned it earlier in the episode, so I shout out to that. It's a horrible shout out. How was that a shout out? It was already previously a shout out. If you listen back, roll the tape back. You didn't we shout just out rolled to anything. The, we just rolled the tape back and Tyler realizes what I shouted out to, so he's he's, no. eating, he's putting his foot in his mouth. Well, now I'm put on the spot, and I don't have anything to shout out to. You shout out to... Uh... Grove. 
Yeah. Everyone buy a Grove case. So explain explain what that is. Grove doesn't mean anything to. All right. Any so Grove is a company from Portland, Oregon. Damn right, birthplace of cricket drinking. Portland, Oregon, and uh, they hand make um, iPhone four cases, iPad cases. Uh, they'll make like a thing for your. It's like a something you stick on your basically your. Uh, um, what's the i like the computer? The MacBook. The, no, the Air. Oh, the Air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's they make everything out of bamboo. Uh, it's everything's handmade. It's wood. People, it's fucking wood. Like I got a Tight. comment yesterday. Hey, nice faux wood case. Yeah. I flipped. Yeah, I was like, this is not faux wood. Smell this. It's, yeah. it smells like like wood stain. Yeah, smell. God it right damn it, now. this is real fucking I'm wood. You right assholes. Now. You can feel the grain. Uh, great company. Um, they'll they'll engrave any type of design you want on there, right? Yeah, like they're they have this disclaimer, and I felt really awkward engraving something that wasn't my own artwork on the back. Yeah. Uh, but they're not gonna like stop you from doing that, I guess. Yeah. But um, they'll do whatever you want in the back. Cases are a little spendy, I guess. A uh, little over a hundred. I spent a hundred for mine with no engraving. <laughs> uh, took over a month to get here, but because uh, it's handmade. That's handmade quality it's, shoot it, we're talking about this here. This is handmade. Alan was like, "Oh, man, where do they ship this from? Canada?" I was like, "No, they. You see, they hand press this wood and cut it out. Yeah, everything's handmade. It's, it smells beautiful, though. Yeah, it's good stuff. There um, you go. But." Definitely check them out uh, if you have got an iPhone or an iPad or anything like that. You know, cool that... company. Everyone seems cool. Like I got my receipt, and they hand wrote like a thank you on it. Nice. Which is you don't see that anymore. Yeah, that's cool. What do you happen to know the URL off the top of your head? Um, shit. It's is it like Grove dot? No, it's, it's got Grove in it, but um, yeah. If you Google uh, <laughs> Grove iPhone or anything like that, it'll give you... I can actually probably look up the actual URL. Yeah, so I got another shout-out in the meantime. I, I mean, I already had a goddamn shout-out, but I'll have another shout-out. I want to shout-out to my uh, my main man over here, the commentary on the side, Mr. Tyler G. Mr. Tyler G. This guy's providing some stellar commentary throughout the movie. I can only imagine... What kind of commentary we can expect from a movie he actually hates? <laughs> Can't wait for next week. Yeah. Uh, let's pick something that Tyler knows and hates, and then we're gonna. We might as well record throughout the movie and just get this commentary. I, it is gold. I feel like my rating for the movie we watched this week would be a four if G wasn't here, because yeah, the comic relief was G. G yeah. had some hilarious you shit. Pointed out, you're like, dude, this is exactly this is what <laughs> happened back in the 30s. I know, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for familiarity with me. Yeah. <laughs> that was good shit. Good shit. Uh, URL grovemade.com. Grovemade.com. There you go. Check it out. Portland's own, baby. All right. So that was that. That's uh, Critical Drinking 54. Uh, in the books, we watched the, the Lady Vanishes and did our Top 5 Psychological. We also things. made it past 53 minutes. We made it past 53 minutes. We're not now the second... Longest or the second shortest episode in history. So I think we did that some other time. I think we're we've, we're right now we're about almost an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. We've been way shorter in the, in okay. the past, but never I don't think below an hour. I think an hour was actually one of the ones we had. But regardless, um, you know, check us out on Facebook. We'll let you know what we're gonna do next. And uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening, guys. Gracias. Bye.
so you keep on.